2: No, this isn't a food podcast. This is, of course, the Bruins Beat here on CLNS Media. I'm your host, Jimmy Murphy, Joe Gill along with me. Uh, and of course, the hot topic am- amongst Bruins fans and within the media in the Boston area. Uh, When it comes to Boston Bruins right now is David Pasta Parsonek, so hence the intro song there. Um, But we're not going to talk about recipes right now. We're going to talk about all things David Parsonek, all things Boston Bruins. And honored to bring on right now a Hall of Fame hockey writer. You know him from the Boston Globe. He's a friend and colleague of mine. Join us right now is Kevin Paul Dupont Dupes. How are you? Doing great,
1: Jimmy. Joe, how are you guys doing? Doing well, Kevin.
0: Doing well. Glad to have you on.
1: my pleasure.
2: So, Dupes, let's get right into it here. The Bruins, once again, and I mean, this has been going on for longer than a decade, really, uh, in the salary cap era, are are once again in a contract stalemate with a young rising star. This time is 20-year-old, David Pasenek. Where did the Bruins go wrong with the sauce? on pasta
1: well I, I think they made two big mistakes here with with the backers and uh, beleski deals in terms of overspending for guys and 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 not getting and, and i'm not justifying it I'm just trying to get flesh out the picture a little bit here uh, if so i think I think Don Sweeney goes into this summer or went into this summer because we're well into it now aren't we but uh you know they he didn't do anything this July first of any note. They didn't. They didn't go out and spend millions. And 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 frankly, based on how he spent with Bolesky and Bacchus, it's probably a good good thing he didn't. So, yeah, they're ratcheting down. Uh, it it got out of hand by, in my estimation, with the way uh, Shirelli gave out deals. Um, and uh, Don Sweeney is is uh, considerably more conservative. I, I do believe Pasternak's going to get his money. I think he'll get good money. Uh, after that dry side deal today, uh, all of a sudden, yeah. it's virtually guaranteed he'll get his money. This, the question is how many years and how much. So I, I was hoping maybe they'd come to a two-year bridge deal after seeing this deal today. I don't think that's in the realm of possibility. I think you're going to see Pasternak will get six or seven years, and he'll get, I think, minimum $6 million. Uh, I don't, I don't think they'll do it easily. I think they'll grind away at this. Uh, it's, it's a little different here in, in Pasternak's case because he is not our eligible. They, they can squeeze him if they want to. I don't think they do want to, but of course they can squeeze him right, right to December 1st and make him decide, does he want to kiss away the entire year per the CBA? Or does he want to sign for whatever they've got on the table? as of December 1st, but I I truly believe based on stuff you've said here, you know, they have spent to the cap for a very long time here. Their problem is they haven't spent well to the cap. You know, they've, they've given out some bad deals. Oh, yes. uh, And, and in part, those bad deals now are impacting David Pasternak. He doesn't like that. I'm sure I wouldn't, but you know, they've, 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 there's 10 million bucks tied up in Bolesky and Bacchus. I've written off Bolesky entirely. Uh, I didn't see much the first year when people were satisfied with him. And Bacchus, you know what? It was a gentleman C at best. Uh, I think he can bring more. Uh, obviously, he can. Uh, that That's going to be the challenge here for Cassidy and, and and whatever kind of energy these kids bring. Yeah, I think you're going to see a handful of kids come in here at forward. And maybe that, maybe that re-energizes
0: Bacchus. Okay. Jimmy, can I ask a quick question to Kevin? Uh, so, Kevin, as you know by the, the history of the team and the, since, you know, the last, what, 15, 20 years or so, uh, talented guys like, Mr., you know, uh, Joe Thornton, Sagan, Kessel, I know kind of different, but they're all, you know, all very talented, all probably going to get paid at one point or the other, but they just didn't want to, you know, wait for it to actually come, you know, Blossom, where they just gave up on them too early. I believe Kessel and Sagan were both gone after three years. Um, do you, is this a, like a pattern? Or is this, you know, you know uh, what's your take on this? Well, actually, most of those guys did
1: get their money. Thornton had just signed for three years $20 million okay. and had a big, fresh new deal. Uh, Kessel was the only one who couldn't come to terms. Uh, the one you left off your list, Dougie Hamilton, they gave him actually a little better, but offered him a little better than he settled for in uh, Calgary. Mm-hmm. So again, it it isn't necessarily the money that's been the sticking point. It's, it's been, well, there, I guess to some degrees, they're all unique cases. Kessel right. basically forced the trade. I don't think Kessel wanted to be here either, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of style and playing for Julian. So he forced his deal, uh, Sagan certainly didn't, but they didn't like his act for various okay. reasons. They didn't like his lifestyle. Joe was a, was a, was a frustrating, a, a trade out of frustration by Mike O'Connell. and Certainly mm-hmm. didn't get market value. So uh-huh. they're all kind of different. The disappointing thing from a fan standpoint is to see uh-huh. prime young talent, ages, Joe was a little older. Joe had played six or seven years, so Joe was 24, 25. Mm-hmm. But the group we've just talked about, they're all, you know, young to mid-20s max, Right. Uh, lots of years in front of them. Kessel's gone on here and won a couple of cups. Sagan's mm-hmm. uh, oh, got, a, got a unique talent in terms of speed, breakaway oh. skill. So th- those, are, those are hard ones for fans to uh, accept, particularly when the returns are soft
0: to meaningless. I mean if they got good returns in any of those guys, I mean I think people probably, you know, forget what happened, right? But they got nothing.
1: Yeah, I forget the three guys. JFK is one, uh Sinician is another, and I think Lausanne are the three guys they got for Dougie Hamilton. So all of them are in the mix. Right. Uh That's... and which is which is also to say none of them could ever be seen. <laughs> True. So True that. uh but there, there is a chance that one comes in for them. On the same yes. hand, to give them their druthers here, that was a kid who openly stated he didn't want to play here anymore. Oh, yeah. uh, and, mm-hmm. and frankly, that in my mind, that does connect to what's currently going on with Pasternak. Pasternak mm-hmm. is not saying that. Pasternak is saying what, all, what everybody says. They want their money. Uh, sure. But I do believe you know, they could have played the hardball angle with Hamilton and said, well, that's too bad. But we have your rights. You're not our eligible. We can take you right up to December 1st, and then you can decide if you want to play or not. And, and frankly, we know what would have happened. He would have signed. And then yeah. had they signed him at a, at, at a decent dollar, then their leverage to trade him would have been far better, in my, in my estimation. They could have ginned up the market, gone out with the guy who many people believe is an elite number one defenseman. Personally, I, I, I don't agree with that. I
0: don't but agree you.
1: He's, he's putting up some numbers right now. Had he been under control with a five- or six-year deal, I think he could have made a better deal for Dougie Hamilton.
2: Duke I mean, as we stated here, there's, there's a lot of factors that have gone on, right, uh, with Pasternak and, and with other young rising stars uh, in the course of their history. But one of the common threads I always see it has really been emotions and knee-jerk reactions, whether that's from the owner, whether that's from the GM, whether that's from the fan base, whether that's from the media. It seems like emotions are allowed to play too much of a role in the decision-making when it comes to situations like this. And and furthermore, I, I think it affects the return they get and the way they evaluate the potential... Trades they can make and not allowing themselves to really gauge a market there and see what's out there it's just emotions boom, they make the deal, and here we go. your thoughts on that
0: uh it's
1: it's certainly in the in, in, it's part of part of that porridge uh, and again that I, I I think you have to look at them each case uniquely um, why, why were they there with Joe? I, I think there's a lot of reasons they were there with Joe, uh, paid him a lot of money. Yeah. paid him, paid him a lot of money. Um, you know, went zero, zero, zero in the seven games against Montreal. Uh, uh, it wasn't, a you know, it was a franchise that was kind of floating around there. So, uh, that, that one, that again, in retrospect, in terms of what they got back, uh, they, did, they didn't They did get anywhere near fair value. Um, I, you know, my belief Kessel wanted out, forced the trade. Uh, you know, that I think that I think that's more on him than them, I think it's more on Hamilton than them. So it, it's say, Sagan, Sagan, Sagan was an immature kid, I think they overreacted to that. Um, and, uh, and, and that said, we, we never know the entire story, but you know, yeah. the, my, my belief in that is that they, they did overreact, uh, and, uh, you know, it's you almost get into a parenting situation. What, what, what happens here though? And I've seen this before with other players too, is he, comes in, he is talented. You hand him the whack of money. All of a sudden, I think as the the owner slash manager slash coach, you're saying, and now I have to babysit him, too. You know? right. I, I, I think that ends up being a uh, an irritant in these things. And, and there's no question he was immature. No question about that. Uh, if you remember, in short order, he made some, if, if I remember correctly, uh, on his on his Twitter account soon after oh, he got yes. into Dallas. Mm-hmm. Made some homophobic remark where he had to shut down Twitter for a while. No, so again, these kids are 18, 19, sometimes not even 20, and and they they make some stupid decisions. Uh, he 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 clearly had made some lifestyle uh, mistakes here, and that that set it in in motion. Again, though, if you're going to trade that talent, you, you do
2: better than Louis Erickson. I totally agree with everything you're saying, Dupes, and, and what you said before, Joe, and all that. And, you know, I, I, I think you're right. Each case is unique. But I'm going to go back to this knee-jerk reaction thing. And, Dupes, you probably know the story. Martin Lapointe uh, heading into 2001-02 season, free agent, And the Bruins throw the bank at him and completely overpay for the player on the ice. Of course, he turned out to be a great leader, served as a mentor to Patrice Bergeron, as well as a billet parent. But, I mean, let's be real here. That was an overpayment, and it was a result of emotions from Jeremy Jacobs, as the story goes, and Mike Illich, God bless him, the late Red Wings owner, Mr. I., uh, getting into a huge blowout in a governor's meeting and they really went at it and Jacobs ordered Michael O'Connell to do whatever necessary to sign LaPointe and, and stick it to Illich in the Red Wings. So, I mean, c- can we argue this? I mean, it, dupes, it does play a role, right? And, and I'm sure you've heard that story. Yeah, so
1: I, I, I've, I've been told the same story and I have no reason to believe it isn't true. Uh, and... You know, that one, that's a rarity because, you know, frankly, Jeremy Jacobs doesn't know if the puck is stuffed or puffed. So, and, and, and sure. you know, and, and no matter what he says, he's a businessman. That's what he does. And he's you know, he's, hes done very well selling, uh, you know, uh, 10 cent Cokes for three, $3.50. I mean, we, right. we, sh- we should all have that business model. But that said, right. uh, he's built it. It's a very successful company. But he doesn't know hockey. He's never known hockey, and he was he was really blessed to have Harry Sinden running the show. And 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 frankly, part of that equation is everyone everyone beating their chest here for decades now, saying, "Oh, that that cheap screw Jeremy Jacobs." And really, the guidance from Buffalo and, and Jeremy Jacobs in terms of spending the money was minimal. A lot of that was just Harry Sinden's nature. Uh, you know, never never met a fe- fight he didn't like. Certainly had a a, a a belief in how not to pay players, and that 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 set the tone. That wasn't Jacobs. That was Harry, and and that said, Harry made Jacobs a lot of money because he couldn't do that in every town. But the hockey loyalty in Boston among the fandom, as you guys well know, is uh, long and rich, and it didn't change. Uh, you know, it, it 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 didn't change from a. Uh, direction in terms of financial direction here until finally the season ticket base had withered to about, I don't know, five, six, seven thousand, And that really was the frustration that led to the Joe trade and led to finally the move away from Harry Sinden and Mike O'Connell and, and bringing in Peter Shirelli because when the, when the season ticket base finally craved and it wasn't the money-making machine, something had to change. And indeed, Jacobs did throw Sinden under the bus. Uh, O'Connell got fired and they started the new era here with with uh, Shirelli and uh, and uh, Chara and Mark Savard. Uh, yeah. And then a year later when they got rid of Louie. Yeah. With Julian. Guys, we touched on the Dry Zittle, uh contract
2: a couple times here And Dupes. I forgot to ask you earlier. I mean, uh, did you get did you get another email from Don Sweeney? Uh, after the dry settle contract no i
1: haven't no i was talking to fluto <laughs> today though and then fluto uh fluto certainly you know, this is my partner of course fluto shinzawa on the beat fluto and i both have the belief here that now that that's come in at eight years eight and a half that that the uh, past will 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 they'll, they'll have to come up with that money now whether that's seven years at seven or six at 6.8 or whatever it is but uh, that's the Meyer. They, they are very comparable to players. You know, the other kids are center and, and pasta's as a winger, but, uh, they're, they're going to have to pay it. I, I suppose they've known that all along. I think they've been willing to go to 6 million over long term, but now this is, this is pushing it another, you know, at least 10%, but maybe up to 30% or more.
2: Dupes. Uh, look, I know you're tight on time. Uh, awesome stuff today as always. And, uh, we love your work, and we appreciate you taking the time to join us here. Uh, Joe Gill, and myself, on the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. Uh, we'll see you around the ranks, all right, my friend? Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. Thank
1: you, Jimmy. Thank you, Joe. And we'll Enjoy the rest of your summer, and we'll see you at camp.
2: And Joe, I, you know, what a great interview there with Dupes. I mean, uh, Hall of Fame hockey writer, like we said, and uh, just obviously knows his stuff. And I, I agree with a lot of things he said there. Um I I still, I'm going to keep bringing it up, and I know I'm repeating myself throughout this whole show, is I think there's a major uh, sort of emotional knee-jerk reaction issue with this Bruins organization for a long time. I just think that they, whether it's Harry Sinan, Mike O'Connell, Peter Chiarelli, Don Sweeney, Cam Neely, Jeremy Jacobs, Charlie Jacobs, you know whoever like making the decisions they let it get too personal or they let it rub them the wrong way a little too much and don't necessarily rationalize and they get forced into deals and and i think that was sort of that was a common thread throughout the conversation with dupes would you agree
0: oh absolutely i mean just uh yeah they get they hit the panic button they don't check the uh you know the market but no to to your point i mean um who knows? It could be even karma too, because they 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 had a lot of good trades that they fleece people with, you know, the uh, Espositos, the uh, you know the um, the, the Neely's and all that stuff. So maybe karma's coming back to buy them. But yeah, they just have some bad, really bad trades, and even you know talking about Borg trade, that was another horrible trade too. You know what I mean? Just didn't get any uh, didn't get any return at all. So I mean, they they've definitely been on the wrong side of a lot of trades lately. So
2: yeah, I mean, the Borg thing, I kind of. To me, that's sort of an exception for uh, for this pattern we're discussing here, or this this common thread, so to speak, well, because
0: he's the, not yeah, a player, right? But well, I mean, not, I'm not, even that, not even that. Not
2: even that. I I actually applaud Harrison, and and, and let, let's not forget Brian Ralston actually did pretty well here in Boston. He he turned out to be a pretty you know good serviceable player and a, and a big leader in that core from you know basically the 2 to uh, you know, right at uh, right before they let him walk in uh, in the two thousand five lockout, but I look at that.
0: Don't you don't you
2: think they did yeah. that? That was more of a favor to Ray Bork. That was like, look, man, we admit it, we're cheap. We're not going to do what you need us <laughs> to do to get you to cop. And you know what? God bless you. Go get it. And you want to come back to City Hall? We will welcome you with open I, arms. Yeah, I was there. I was yeah, you know, it. and like, I, I don't think the Bruins necessarily took insult to that. And I, you know what I, I, I really hate when like some Bruins fans get all anal at bork about that. It's like, really? I like, are you kidding me? I mean, come on. Are you kidding me? It's, yeah, whatever. It's not I, like I, he I went I'm to a... the Montreal Canadiens. You know, uh, it, it, I mean, he went to the Colorado Avalanche, who at that point had really nothing to do with the Boston Bruins. This, this is really, he, he was the first, so to speak, uh, connection between the Avalanche and the Bruins. I mean, yes, they used to be the Nordiques, but still, I never hated the Nordiques. Like, I hate the Canadians. I mean, it's a whole different element. So, I don't know. I, I, I ramble, I digress. But, you know, I, I think, Joe, it's going to be interesting. As Dupes re- uh, said during that interview, you know, uh, his colleague Fluto is saying they're going to have to match Dry Dryzettel, but you know maybe they can equal it out with less years, or maybe they equal it out with more years and less money. I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, but the one thing I worry about, Joe, is, is the is the agent, and and we discussed the uh, the Dougie Hamilton situation here, where Dougie uh, forced Don Sweeney's hand and Cam Neely's hand, and, you know, said I want out and that's it, whatever. They got the best they could. Um, still think they could have done better, but overrated. So I'm sorry. But my point is, I'm worried about the fact they have the same agent.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, you oh, know, I,
2: I, I think that's playing a role right now, as well as what we've discussed on this podcast before. I really, really think the bonuses are playing a role, because as I pointed out, and I, I pointed out earlier, it, it's these are bonuses that if David Pasenek achieves these bonuses – before what we all expect, and it's, it's like a 90% guarantee is going to be another lockout or workstop. They have to honor those bonuses. And that that is going to be tough. I can't see Jeremy Jacobs swallowing that. And I think that's what the holdup is. I think there is a little bad blood between J.P. Barry and Bruins management. But I think the biggest holdup is the damn bonuses. And it's going to be interesting to see how they work that element of the contract out. I think they work this contract out. I think it might go though till the end of training camp. I think he oh, holds well. out. Yeah. But it's going to be really interesting, don't you think?
0: Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. And I, you know, I think uh, JJ's a, a spitter more than a you know. Uh, anyway, I, I had to go off that uh, you know that play of words you had. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just think the Bruins have to, you know, give the screws to the players as usual, give the screw to the fans. You know, nothing's easy. Like I said, this team is like trending towards uh, the needle's going the right direction in the first time in three to four years, and now we got to deal with this garbage. The, the elite talent that he is, the natural goal scorer. I mean, I mean, I, he's got more natural talent than Marsha. Marsha and some mocker. I mean, he can. He got. He's a snipe too, but he's definitely got. You know, he, he's done more with less, right? Pasternak's like the whole deal so yeah you know uh, let's not get this kid who's uh you know really excelled his three years like uh I said last year he really dedicated himself working out he didn't go back to the Czech Republic he stayed here he got his stuff together he's better on the puck than he was in the past you know I see I hear people still blasting him because of turnovers I mean granted the kid is still 20 years old yeah and um you know he's more of an offensive guy but um I mean, what a way to repay the, repay the guy for really putting in the effort and stuff like that. I know it's his job; I get it. But, well, you know, let, let, let's have let's have this uh, big drag out until September, right before the opener in October. You it's know, gonna t- happen. I think it's gonna typical happen. Bruins. Like ah. Typical Bruins. No, typical Montreal. Typical Bruins. I know,
2: I know. It was interesting though. Dupes wasn't necessarily saying it's typical Bruins. He was saying more. It's and and, and this is I do agree with him. I think there's a combination of typical Bruins going on. And welcome to the cap world. And, you know, people can blame Peter Chiarelli for signing Dreisaitl to that deal, and that's why Passenach isn't sign all they want. But, no, I, I mean, Peter Chiarelli's got to worry about his own team. He's not worried about the Bruins. He didn't sign Zettle to that deal to screw the Bruins. He could, I don't know. He could—no, I know. I'm telling you. <laughs> He's, dude, I mean, really, do you and I do our job based on the fact that we want to screw somebody over? no. We do our job, we do this podcast, because we got to do it, and that's it. And we love it, and that's it. He's, he could care less about the Boston Bruins. And I think people need to start caring less about him and blaming everything on him. And I know I go into this over and over, but get over it, people. Why don't we like talk some facts here? And the facts are, this is typical Bruins like you said, Joe, and this is also the reality of the cap world and an impending lockout. And But the thing is... It really goes back to typical Bruins because who's behind the lockout? Who's behind the salary cap? Jerry I mean, I,
0: I really think that you, Peter Shirelli and Claude all have gone out with your feety pajamas and had Sundays together. Because I'm pretty sure because, you, you know, you defend those guys. To, like they said, they're okay. an NHL lockout. But last do, you,
2: time. do you really think the fact that David Pasternak's not signed is because Peter Shirelli has a vendetta against them? Do you no, really I, believe he, that?
0: No, they, I mean, they, I heard uh, I heard recently, I mean, they made a good point that Shirali's basically screwing over every GM <laughs> with, with, with what he's doing. So. Uh, I, I, uh, eh. He's driving the market. He's driving the market. I mean, he's just... He, he didn't drive the headed, market. He's ended up long-term deals. Did he drive over. the market, or did, did Dryzettle
2: drive the market?
0: Well, did Pastrack have more goals than he did? Pastrack was a little bit better than that. I mean, he's not a center, but... You know, I, like I said, I I think uh, Charlie's back to his old ways. He's going to be giving out no trade clauses like uh, Candy, shortly. And that's, you I don't know. He
2: did not give a no trade clause out, but you know, I look, bottom line is (laughs) we can be as frustrated as we want, but let's look at the facts. He has nothing to do with the David Pasenek negotiations. Did he, did him and Drysdale set a bar? Yes, they did. That's the way the market goes. So let me ask you something else. If Peter Shirelli wasn't the uh, GM of the Edmonton Oilers, and whoever the GM was signed him to the same deal, would you be blaming that GM?
0: Now i try to find a way to uh, do a uh, you know a dotted line to Peter Shirelli and blame him.
2: Exactly. Peter Shirelli <laughs> was sitting in a strip club, and somehow he's to blame. Uh, he's wallowing in his sorrows. He's not an NHL GM anymore, but he's sitting in a strip club, and he is the main reason that David Pasternak is like... That's what I'm trying to say. This is a, it's really a pointless dude, argument. I, you know,
0: I almost cut my finger off last month and I blamed Pierre So, that's I mean, right. everything I blame him for. There you go.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thank <laughs> you for keeping my point, my friend.
0: Shirley, come on, dude. You put the team in cap L. You sold your soul to win them a cup and we all said that ah, was worth it. Yeah, a, yeah, it
2: the, see, that's where I don't get why Bruins are so pissed. I'm fine with selling my soul to win a cup. When you when you grow up around Boston and you're a hockey guy and and you don't win a cup for your whole life, basically, and then they win it, I don't care what the hell they had to do, they won it. And you know what? I, I, if not for you know Chris Kelly missing an open net and oh, God, and and, and, the, and the Blackhawks net. being the Blackhawks, well then you know they win two cups. And I wonder what I I, it'd be to. an interesting thing. Like I saw Yahoo was doing these "What If." columns recently. I don't know if you saw oh, that. Oh, you saw
0: the one. That was a great one. Yeah,
2: so it's like, I mean, what if the Bruins beat the Blackhawks? Do we, do the people around Boston really trash Julian and Chiarelli as much as they do? Like, if that if that happened, I don't think they do. I really no, don't. I think
0: they put up. I think they put up statues of those two guys next to Bobby Orr and I'm sure they will all offend somebody and they'll have to take him down. Right, so.
2: exactly. <laughs> Anyhow, listen, um, you know what? This was a great uh, podcast. We're getting better as we go, Joe. I really, I love doing this, my friend, and um. It was, yeah, awesome to have, it was awesome to have dupes on. Uh, yeah, he's awesome. Like I told he, you, I'm a major fanboy. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, his comms got me uh, They got me through many a visits on the throne, if you know what I mean, back when I was a kid. So uh, there you oh, go. Oh, yeah, I read them all, yeah, read them all the time. And, a little like, more and information than everyone needed to know, but there we go. Uh, that's, that's what we sure. do on the Bruins beat. Hey, Joe, uh, we're going to send it out here with a little a biggie. Uh, the notorious Maybe. BIG and more money, more problems because that's what the Bruins have. So he's Joe Gill. I'm Jimmy Murphy. This is the Bruins beat on CLNS Media. We'll talk to you next week. BIG, PPA, no info for the D.E.A Federal agents mad
0: because I'm flagrant. Tap myself and the phone in the basement. My team the queen, stay clean. Triple B, miracle dream. I'll be that. Catch a seat at all events, Ben. In holsters, girls on shoulders. Play boy, I told ya, me and Mike's to me. Cruise too
2: much, I lose too much. Step on stage, the girls do too much. I guess it's not you run with lame dudes too much. Me lose my touch, never that. If I did ain't no problem, it just think where the true players at Throw your rollies in the sky, waving side to side and keep your hands
0: high. While I give like your girl like, a eye. Play your please, lyrically. Big B flossin' jig on the cover of Fortune. Five double O. It's my phone number your man, I
1: got the know. I got the dough. Got the flow down, fizzy. Black and plus, like fizzy.
2: Dangerous on Trizak. Video fizzy.